Welcome to Masters of Self University Podcast, your highest source of sacred truths and universal wisdom. Hello, beautiful souls. I'm Rachel Fiore, mystic, spiritual teacher, psychic healer, and founder of Masters of Self University. Join our journey of soul transformation as we deep dive into this latest episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Masters of Self University podcast. I'm your host, Ellie Lee. And I'm your host, Donnie Moley. And today we are joined by MSU Certified Mystical Life Coach, Atlas Zirconium. Give it up, everybody. Hey, everyone. How are you, Atlas? Um, I'm awesome. I'm really excited to chat with you guys today. Yes, we are so excited to have you here. Um, Before we start anything, you know, uh, you and I discussed, uh, the three of us discussed about what you were going to talk about. I thought it was a really, really interesting topic. So let's get right into it. How false sense of power leads us away from divinity. I think this can really, really, really um, benefit a lot of people at home. So we'd love to hear, you know, why you chose this topic. So just within the work at MSU, um, I have going been going deeper and deeper in so many different programs that I like everything is surfacing constantly. And this is a new one for me. And I was doing some work um, around attention seeking behaviors. Um, and just really noticing that I there's like a part of me that wants to be seen and doesn't want to be seen. And I was diving deeper into that. And I, I actually reached out to Rachel because I needed a little support. And she's fucking amazing. And she just like went right in there. And she said to me, um, she was like, well, what are you actually like, what are you getting out of attention? Yeah. And um, when I dropped into my heart, yeah. I, it just went right there. And I was just like, when I'm, when I feel desired, yeah mainly by men and I'm not attainable, there is a sense of power in that. And she was like, that's not fucking power. Like that's not even remotely power. You're coming from weakness and fear. And that alone um, just really made me look more at how much that has run my life of you know completely unconscious like but it's just such a big part of society too and i realize that i've been contributing on the macro level like especially as a woman like i have a responsibility to show up within my divine feminine power because that's mm-hmm. actual power and um yeah that was a couple weeks ago and since then i've just been like really digging into it and thought it would be a great thing to share to the world and talk with you guys about. I mean, incredibly powerful. I think so many of us can relate to that. I've definitely done that a lot yeah. uh, in my life. <laughs> and uh, it's true, it, it's, it's not power, it's complete weakness. It's complete, save me, love me, like uh, make sure like that I, I'm safe with you instead of finding that within ourselves. And so um, it, it's a wild ride to even look at that and be aware mm. of that. And so props to you for diving into that because I'm sure that was your comfort zone for so long. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily even like the save me. It was more like, I mean, I, I like doing some work, I've understood a little bit more where it actually comes from, but mm-hmm. it was more like, if you want me and you can't have me, that makes me important. 
Mm. Right? Especially because men are so important in our society. Mm. 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 Yes. So it's like this like really, you know, unconsciously shitty way to like Mm. kind of like up it a little bit. Be like, "Mm, maybe I'm a little bit more important than you. But um, yeah. Mm. Would you like to share? You said you've done some work on where it came from. Would you? And you don't have. Yeah. To no. Oh, I'm. I'm a open book. You guys know yeah. me. So um, let's let's go in. Let's go into your process about. Yeah. You saw this behavior, and obviously, like as a, as a man, this is definitely something that I've seen other men do. I've definitely mm-hmm. seen women do it. Mm-hmm. And from my perspective, when you feel it, you're like, oh, I can see what they're doing, mm-hmm. and it's like, ah. Oh, poor you know poor soul because they are they're lost you know mm. they're looking for love way in the wrong place and and that is that stems from pain mm. and I, I don't necessarily even know like i feel like we can have a false sense of power i don't i it's not necessarily just love too though you know like i mean i'll go into my own story but um mm. some of the you know like material possessions as a false sense of power you know Mm. dudes that like i mean i live in a city so there's like the guys not yeah south philly there's a lot of italians Mm. not trying to be stereotypical but there's like just the dudes that are driving around in the mustangs or the you know and there's just like they just that there's a sense of power when they're just like driving this vehicle or the motorcycle between the legs and and it's not um yeah, so I, I feel like it shows up in a lot of different ways, not mm. just like not to get too focused on the love, because I feel like we could really go so many avenues with this topic mm. that a lot of people could relate to that isn't just necessarily like, you know, a female kind of like wanting attention and looking for love and getting saved in that kind of way. Um, right. Well, what I mean by that is all those examples in my my perspective are people looking for love because Mm. they're looking for things to bring them joy and to bring them into this power they're looking for love but they're looking in the wrong place so they're getting the wrong thing and they're seeking this deep down what they're seeking is probably love and power self-love but what they really ended up they're seeking is you know a big bike which makes them feel powerful mm-hmm. so why are they in that place uh, using the example they use yeah like why are they looking for that in the first place what part of them then needs love in order for them to feel powerful um so it as you said it you can go down many avenues but, yeah. yeah no I, I i hear i hear you and yeah i mean i guess that's really i mean that's all we ever that's all we all want is just love mm-hmm. yeah and to be but happy you, yeah Mm-hmm. Mm. And we get lost thinking that this external thing is going to give us happiness because we might have received pleasure for a short, a mm-hmm. short moment. And then we get stuck chasing that loop. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's only when we do what you're doing, which is recognizing your behavior, stopping and then st- what am I really looking for? Mm-hmm. So let's go in now. Yeah. What are you really looking for? What am I really looking for? Oh, well, when you were doing these behaviors, you said, you know, this, this I mean, false sense of power. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I, um, the attention. Okay. So I'll just start from the beginning. Cause I think it'll, it'll, um, 
be a little bit more clear, but um, I, you know, society, especially as a woman, society kind of instills certain things, though the, um, not especially as a woman, I mean, it just, as a woman, there's a lot of domination programs, there's a lot of um, objectification, mm -hmm. I guess is basically what I'm talking about. Um, and I was actually working with another amazing mystical life coach from MSU. And we were doing some healing work together. And um, it was about the attention seeking. And I went to a moment where I was about six months old, six or seven months old, and I was crying. And my mother was going to come you know, pick me up and give me some love. And my father said to her, let her, let her cry that out. She needs to figure that shit out for herself. Yeah. And my mother then listened to him. And since then, my mother, she's an amazing woman, kicked ass at being a single mom of three, but she always went to the male, um, just resorted to their opinion, their perspectives, um, over me and over my, I, yeah, my siblings, but just from my own experience over me. Mm -hmm. So, um, and that still happens today. And I, yeah, I, uh, so like, I think it really started then. And it's like, okay, if men are more important than me, then that means that if mm -hmm. I, if I can be important to them and then they can't have it, then that makes me more important. Mm. Totally makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Mean, when, I mean, when you look through a kid's eyes, yeah. It sure. Makes total sense. Totally. Yeah. Because that's what we're, we, that's what we're dealing with. And that's what we do here at MSU. We're not looking at things. We're not looking at these wounds through an adult lens. We're, we're going back to the time, this moment that yeah. uh, this energy got created and we have to look through the lens of the pain and the lens of the pain might have only had a consciousness if you said like six months old or, mm -hmm. or, you know, three years old or six years old and the six year old doesn't understand the world the way that we do. And so we interpret things totally different. Yeah. Yeah. Can you yeah. go, can you go into a little bit of the examples of how you showed up in relationships with men um, having this wound and carrying it with you? So um, I'm actually, a lot of it's really coming up for me now because I'm in the first relationship I've ever been in where like some of these wounds just like, just a lot of my programs just completely disappeared. Not even because I actively attempted to, but just because the, can, like, the consciousness level of the relationship itself just like didn't even allow for any of that shit. Mm. So um so some of the behavior is like previously and, and what I've noticed a shift in is like a checklist, you know, like, are they going to provide that? Are they good at this? Can they do this? Mm. So like that kind of, I mean, and that's like, in a way, like putting me in a sense of power because I'm, I'm like making those kind of decisions for myself and my well being, but it doesn't, it's not actually, it's just fear, total fear. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it, honestly, is just really energy. It's so energetic. And it's just, um, 
like withholding love too could also be something that I've definitely done before. <laughs> um, yeah, just kind of like, like, sh like shut down when they're when they're needing something mm. like specifically in a relationship like a romantic relationship like if they're needing anything for me i get to just like shut down and and kind of just be that like powerful force of mm. uh choosing when i get to give them love yeah yeah interesting. exactly <laughs> interesting and so th that did obviously it's a false sense of power but withholding that love like when they needed you and you being like no 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 and like kind of disconnecting from them gave you this sense of like oh look at me like i'm so powerful but in in reality i'm sure it was hurting you so much and hurting them and affecting the relationship yeah i mean i think that there's sometimes like where there's like neediness or codependency like it's actually good to kind of just like Sure. have a really clear boundary and sure. be like, yes. you go figure that shit out for yourself. But yeah, I mean, but then it's like, where's that? Yeah. Just, just really needing to constantly look at yourself and your behaviors mm -hmm. and your feelings and the, the mental shit that's coming up for you and being like, is this loving or am I mm -hmm. running a program that is actually hurting the two of us and just yes. continuously wounding humanity? Right. Because, you know, when you talk about a boundary, right, like an actual healthy boundary is saying, I love myself and I exactly. love you, but I'm exactly. creating this boundary for me to yeah. protect me. But when you're doing a boundary, we get it mixed up with like the disconnection, which mm -hmm. in reality is not really love. No, so, it's fear. So, right. So it's fear. So talk about the fear a little bit. What was the fear behind that? Oh, I mean, a lot of it was vulnerability, mm. fear of being vulnerable, mm. fear of being hurt, fear of being taken advantage of. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I grew up in a, I started being objectified and taken advantage of at a very young age. Mm. So that's been like a program that I've been working on for a really long time. And so there's always like a little... I've been, I've done so much healing, but there's like still nuggets in there that just pop up sometimes. But yeah, I mean, being taken advantage of is huge for me. Wow. And how, how do you navigate this new conscious relationship that you're in? I mean, you said a lot of the programs disappear, but I'm sure you still get triggered by a lot of things. But oh, how definitely. do you feel like <laughs> you show up in this relationship compared to other relationships? Mm. Um, It's not even, I don't even know if it's like how I show up. It's just a different, it's a completely different sensation. Mm -hmm. There's no, like, it's just a team. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just like a, it's like, um, it just feels like a team. So it's like, there's no, I need to be right to be able to like make this happen for me. It's like, okay, how can we, if you're not happy, you know, that's not necessarily my responsibility whatsoever, but what can I do? How can I show up to just offer more space for you? Mm. Um, and I did not used to do that at all. <laughs> mm. <laughs> like anytime there was like a need, um, I was just like, dude, you're too old for that shit. You need to go grow up. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, just being more, you know, aware of what's running. And I mean, like just, yeah, 
doing this work for the last seven, eight months and being able to piece it all apart and navigate my heart more makes such a difference. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you and Danny were in class together and you guys are, we you know, certified. And still everything. are. Yeah, you guys <laughs> yeah. still are in class together. Yeah. Um, what's been the journey like for you? Mm. I have, um, I've done a lot of work on myself um, over the last 20, 20 so years, really, ever since I, when I had, I have two daughters and when I had my first daughter, when I was 21, I was just like, oh shit, like I need to step up the game of, you know, like of life and like be a representation of something that I really want to be for this girl. Mm. And then mm. less than two years later, I had another girl. So I was just like, oh damn, <laughs> game on. Mm. Um, so I've like really, and you know, knowing of, of my um, childhood sexual abuse and just my family and everything, like, I was really dedicated to working through this so that I did not un like shed unnecessary shit onto them. Um, and I just have done some different things. I mean, you know, started with like nutrition, then kind of like eased my way into yoga and jogging and meditation and breath work. And then really did some like deep dives with like vision quests and, um, energy, like different energy work. I'm also an energy practitioner and I've been doing that for a long time, but like finding this work has like, it's like when Rachel says it's the deepest level of healing mm -hmm. you could possibly get, like, it's not a fucking joke. Mm -hmm. And, um, so yeah, like it's just been in layers and the more and more, I heal either just with myself or, you know, with the community um, at MSU. I, it just more stuff gets healed, more stuff comes up, more stuff gets healed, more stuff comes up. And it's just like, I don't know, it's been incredible. Yeah. And I am so thankful that I found it. <laughs> mm, mm. I'd love to, to take a, a flashback or a rewind back to the beginning of the program, because I remember <clears throat> you asking a lot of questions about subtle energies and energies. Mm. And Rachel's answer was always, you're learning subtle energies and we'll, you'll get there. Like, you'll, we'll get there, don't worry, and you'll see it. And I didn't get what she meant until I pretty much finished the course. And once I finished the course, I looked back and I fully understood exactly what she meant about the subtle energies and how mm -hmm. we were learning it, but unknowing, we didn't know we were learning it. Mm -hmm. um, and so because you had a lot of questions about that and you have a background in energy work, I would love to hear your experience and your evolution with energy work, subtle energies, and all things related. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I've been, I'm a very highly sensitive person. I have been ever since I've, I don't know. Come out of the womb. Multiple incarnations. But mm -hmm. um, for me, like, and, you know, just going with the beginning of the class, Danny, I, I was asking these questions a little bit more out of ego, to be honest. I, cause I had, studied with someone for a couple of years and there was very specific 
ideas of what, especially like the chakra system and kind of like the percentages right. that they should be open for mm -hmm. certain, you know, and, and, um, and she also, my previous mentor, who's amazing, but like, she also was just like, you know, don't mix modalities, don't mix an understanding of the system and the, you know, seven layers of the aura and da, 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 da. And I, um, so I was kind of like, is this gonna, is this gonna like completely backtrack my understanding of like what I just like really kind of started to sense and feel? Mm -hmm. So that was a little bit of why I was asking all of those questions. But um, so let's but, just pause there for a second before yeah. you started the course. What exactly were you sensing and feeling? Mm. And then let's compare it to like now. Mm. Well, it's interesting because I've done I've done some different work with it, and actually, I don't. Um, there is a a methodology called biogeometry, and it really has to do with sensing being able to actually measure energies and frequencies. And when I took that course, so many things clicked for me because it wasn't really something I could talk about, but there's just like different places in the room or different positioning, different directions, different colors, different shapes, different sounds that I just like would just make my body just chaotic or bring me to peace. And I just kind of went with that. So I was just, you know, I would almost like go in somewhere and if it was uncomfortable, I'd be like, I cannot be here. I don't know why. I just, I need to fucking leave now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and now I just understand so much more, A, how to be responsible for myself in that situation and also why that's happening mm -hmm. um, and like be able to adjust the frequency and the energy. But I mean, yeah, when I was a, I just reading someone's energy, I could just immediately tell if they were genuine or disingenuine or um just came with a sense of love or you know what i mean yeah. uh yeah so so very tapped into your intuition you'd say i mean i yeah i i don't it wasn't really like it wasn't really a choice for me it wasn't easy <laughs> um so but i didn't know what that intuition was telling me and mm -hmm. and i will say like you know, like when I was, I don't know, 12 or 13, I started really getting into like telekinesis and like, I just telepathy and like really started like practicing with it. And um, I, you know, did some weird things and ended up in a psych hospital for a while. And that, <laughs> that experience in itself, like for a long time, and that experience like made me be nervous to like mm. tap back yeah. into my skill sets yeah. that I'm just now really understanding that I don't have an option. And if I chose to continue to stay small, I would just be a disservice to the world and yes. to everyone that knows me. So yes. I'm done I can't with that imagine <laughs> like how much like internal fear that must have created for you going into that experience and then coming out of it and just, how like it must have just shook it, everything up and like ripped the rug out and coming back from that's huge so yeah, props, props to you yeah for sure yeah i'm um, yeah, talking about uh sorry go ahead no i just i don't recommend the psych industry at all yeah 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 i wouldn't either yeah um 
what was the energy that you had and what was it about Rachel that really drew you in? You know, this is something that me and Danny ask a lot of the coaches that mm -hmm. are in this program, because I think we were just completely just something about my soul went ding, 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 ding. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, let's go, let's jump. And so that's the reason why. And then speaking to her and feeling into her energy and being like, wow, this is a powerful, powerful leader here. And I want to learn everything. I want to learn it all. So what was it about her and when you heard her that really drew you in? I mean, you basically just said it, just the, yeah. set, the power. And I mean, it's funny because when I had, um, when I applied um, for the coaching course and had my free interview with her and the first thing she said to me she's like where in philly are you because she you know and i was just like oh we're so because she's from philly and right you know so there was like some similarities there for sure and just yeah the no nonsense mm. um but there's also like you can tell that she's it's not a mask right like you know like sometimes mm. i feel like i have a little bit of that like tough edge kind of thing but it a lot of times it's just a mask like protecting myself like mm. she doesn't need any of that shit she's mm. just full power and knows exactly what to share and mm. also just has so much presence and space for people also and it's just it's such an amazing it's just so inspiring and like having like having that balance yeah is um it's definitely something that I aspire yeah. to harness more in my life. Yeah, for sure. And and that brings me back to like, you know, the topic at hand of this false sense of power, because I mm -hmm. feel like for me, mm -hmm. I, I mean, shout out to all the women in my life. I love them so dearly, but I have never grown up with an example of what a powerful woman is or looks like or feels like at all. So me of course, neither. <laughs> when I don't have an example of that, I'm just like running around in circles, like trying to like, be powerful and be something that I have no idea what it is. And I think when I stumbled upon Rachel and mm -hmm. being in her presence or speaking with her, I was like, I have never felt this kind of energy from a woman before. Just this very beautiful balance of the divine masculine, divine feminine, but also knowing that she is unfuckable with in so yeah. many ways. And so for me, that was really inspiring because I realized she's just a reflection of me and she's reflecting mm -hmm. back to me who I really am. And I think the more I step into my power, the more I feel this fire erupting within me. And I walk, I literally walk around different. Like the uh, last night I went through a coaching healing coach uh, session with one of our amazing coaches. And I went on the night walk with my dog and I was just like, Oh, my back is straighter. Like my head is, my head is more up. And mm -hmm. I'm like, this is what it means to really tap into this power within us. And so um, I really relate to you. And I think anyone who's been around Rachel can really say like, oh, that, that's the example of, of, of a powerful woman that's really in her shit, you know, like really standing in that, in that grace and that the wisdom and the knowledge and everything. And so it, it's, it's beautiful to see that we can, that, that there's huge potential for all of us, you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. And I mean, it's also amazing. I mean, even just going through the course, um, seeing like where we all started mm. and where we are now. Yeah. And like, she's literally just mirroring back to us what we're capable of and just like yeah. our own innate divinity. And it just has... 100% trust and faith in all of us and it, you know I mean it's it's definitely like we are so trusting of her and she is so trusting of us and that that like that sense of oneness 
just from the start. Yeah. I mean, just really allows everyone to thrive. Mm. Mm. Ellie, you just mentioned something there about going through a healing and yeah. receiving like a, a physical adjustment. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I felt a lot in my journey. So the more that I heal emotionally and mentally and spiritually, the more that my physical body is starting to change. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any moments through this last eight months that you've been working with Masters of Self where something like this has happened to you, Atlas? Um, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's actually, I like when I just started talking to you guys a little bit ago, like I, I've been a little bit sick over mm-hmm. the last week and I don't ever get sick. And I had a moment with my partner where there was so much emotion expressed and just like let out on his end. And it was the first time in my entire life, other than with my children, that I just was able to unconditionally hold space for that. And I feel like it's been, there's been like things shifting over the last week. Mm. Um, And yeah, I mean, in, in the beginning of the course, there was a lot of just un crying that happened even when I was happy. Mm. Like just like here, like anytime I would drop into my heart, I just was just crying of sadness. And it just like, it was just like my body was just like opening up more space for other things to come in. Mm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. How about, this is a question we normally get down. Like, You've mm-hmm. already been through the false the false power wound that you're kind of, this is more of a new thing that you're digging into. Are there any other really big wounds or really big transformational healing moments that you would like to highlight and tell, tell the audience about? Mm-hmm. Um, there's been some big recognitions. One, one is um, doubting, like doubting myself as a parent. Ooh. Really? kind of um and i'm my kids are both out of the house now so i think there's also like time for me to to reflect more Mm. um but just getting some validation of like oh i'm not necessarily as rigid as everyone always believed that i am i just am really integrous with boundaries and i don't know tough love um but one of the things that just a sense of control, I think, is the biggest one that I've been really working on. Just oh. and um, I have so many opinions, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think my opinions are super amazing sometimes, <laughs> but I don't fucking need to share them because who mm. is that for, you know, unless I'm being asked for support mm. in something. So that's been huge. Um, and I kind of always understood it, but I didn't really realize how to transmute it and how to love it and how to show up differently. That's something that I'm currently working on really hard is I'm catching myself sharing mm-hmm. when the space isn't sharing or catching myself going into the coach mode when Mm -hmm. the space isn't time for the coach and it's not what's needed or wanted right then so it's hard because sometimes it can come from some kind of good intention um or at least our mind will convince us 
that it's coming from a good intention. Um, but it's normally obviously coming out of the ego. Well, it's hard too, especially when you're getting that feedback from other people like, oh, fuck, I didn't think about that. Or like you are, you know, like you're so supportive and you're so smart and like solution oriented and, you know, and it's like, mm. so you're getting that validation and that feedback. But then when you really kind of look at it, it's like, I, I didn't necessarily let them giving the opinion when not asked is actually taking away an opportunity for someone else to figure that shit out for themselves. Yes. Yeah. And I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. I, I, I like to call it the savior complex mm -hmm. of like, we're always trying to save other people when it's like, are, are you saving yourself? Because you really mind in everyone else's business, but what about <laughs> you? You know? And so, but what I've noticed throughout this whole episode is just your awareness Atlas. Like, you know, for what we learn is awareness is key. It's number one, right? Without awareness, we ain't got nothing. You don't, you don't know what's left or right or up or down. And your awareness has been really beautiful throughout this process. And my question to you now is what does the, now that you're tapping into your power, what does it feel like? Uh, sometimes, honestly, it feels fucking terrifying. Because mm. <laughs> with that comes, a, like, it's cute because I'm like, oh, that's so sweet, Ellie. Awareness. But what the hell, like, that's nothing unless you're going to actually, you know, take responsibility for it. And yeah. I will say that that is an area where I am still digging deep to find those wounds that that sometimes create a behavior of lack of responsibility for the awareness. Um, so... I don't know. I just got totally distracted from, okay. your, from no, what you asked. No, I, I was asking about, you know, tapping into your power because I know that you're mm. stepping into it and what does it feel like? Because for me, as I'm stepping into it, I'm like, wow, this is, mm -hmm. this is just the beginning of that. Mm. It is the beginning. And I know, and I like, yeah. So what I said is it's terrifying at times and I'm, and I'm loving the fear because I know under that once that's loved, it's not, it's going to completely transmute to courage and like, yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm going into this head in. I have my, I have a client, my first client on Saturday, which I'm super excited about. Wow. And, um, and it was actually a client that I was working with doing energy work and some stuff was coming up with her. And I was just like, as much as this is amazing, I really believe that you are ready and maybe really interested in going a bit deeper. Wow. and presented this information to her and she's just like i'm in um yeah so that's i'm awesome. yeah i'm really excited about that but um yeah just i mean it's it is the most exciting avenue in the world i mean mm -hmm. like what else do you want to do with your life if you're not going to be constantly like mm -hmm. growing your power and fucking healing <laughs> like mm. what else is there really to do right so as as hard as it is at times and as scary as it is like there's there's no other option in my yeah. mind mm. yes yeah so i'm just i'm just plowing through and i'm listening to my voices um, I have a lot of different other things in my life that I'm navigating and different careers and being a parent and a grandparent and all this stuff. And just like, really, it's all about how you show up in every moment of every day that is this work. It's not just like, what are you doing? So mm -hmm. just like tapping into all of the different um, areas of my life with just 
showing up, being responsible, taking divine responsibility for myself and my actions and my programs and my heart and trying to um, just step into contributing what I can while I'm here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think you've, you've touched on something really important there for anyone listening, because us three are obviously, we're dedicating our lives to this to help others we're, we're, we're becoming the coach because we want to help other people heal. But that doesn't mean if you go through this program that that is what you need to do. It's just oh, that definitely not. <laughs> then you can bring a more healed whole version of yourself into whatever it is that we're doing. We all, you know, we all have this commonality of like this MSU work, but we also all have our own um, interests and hobbies and other things that we're also also doing. And this work is completely fundamental. It, mm-hmm. it affects us at the deepest level, which allows for us to get more deeply in touch with our heart, more deeply in touch with our soul, and there's, therefore opens the doors for spirit to flow through. Mm. And when that happens, that is where the magic happens. Mm. So it doesn't matter if you're a tennis player or if you love books and you're into reading and you're, whatever your career is, doing this work in unison with it completely transform your life Mm. because you're tapping into the energy of oneness and that is abundance and so Mm. whatever it is that you're really interested in once you've done this work you're going to excel in it massively Mm. Mm. yes yes and i think that we're all examples of that because uh Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Rachel always says it takes willingness and devotion. This this work isn't just okay. I listen to it and then da di da di da. It's yeah. really how how far are you willing to go? How deep are you willing to feel the pain? And how much do you want to alchemize this into power? The power that is you. And I think that everyone who shows up so beautifully and divinely, I tip my hat so much like respect and honor because this is not easy. Hmm. What we're doing is not easy. And yet here we are. Yeah. 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 I'm glad that you clarified that, Danny. And it, it like, it just is an example of that and stepping into my power. Like one of the side jobs that I do that I've been doing for six years is uh, crafting jewelry. And um, I used to design and make jewelry for like anthropology and other big places. And now I'm just kind of like, working with small wholesale companies, but I've been working with this woman for four and a half years. And I, and like, it just wasn't working out for me. My prices, like, I was just like, I got to up my rates. I got to. And as soon as I did that, I was tired into this other woman that like is a much better situation for me. And she's totally accepting my rates now. And I'm so like, when you, when you have the strength to just be like, this is what I fucking deserve. Mm -hmm. And this is what I'm going to claim. And actually just like, it exudes you and the universe will just provide. Yes. Mm. yes. And that strength you speak of, part of it is, you know, the power that we grow as we do this work more and more. The strength that we get, get from going into a pain and being able to come out with love. Mm. And it's built over time. It's not something we have, you know, right here, right now. We've It's a process to learn how to tap, to tap into that strength and that power. Uh, and then yeah beautiful yeah. now you're able to do that it's yeah all Expansion. the abundance comes yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. um atlas for anybody at home who's listening and who really wants to step into their power because you know they can really relate to your story what would you say to them 
I think that a lot of times my experiences, people um, generally don't step in their power because they're afraid of how someone else is going to respond to it. Mm -hmm. And my advice would be don't give a shit what other people think. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I I needed to hear that today because I'm, I'm the last couple of weeks I've spent a lot of time with family Mm -hmm. and there's nothing like a mirror, like your family and you can, you can see that and you know i'm on this very different path to where i was a few years ago and um, i needed to hear that message so thank you yeah i think we all do yeah 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 the power yeah, of I mean, not giving a shit people are coming from wherever they're coming from and you are not responsible for their for their reactions their feelings their own fucking programs just authentically be you yeah and- it, the more you step into that, the more that you understand what that actually is. Yes, yes. Uh, my favorite, uh, my favorite law of the universal ways of oneness is I am the way of responsibility, mm-hmm. and truly, that is taking divine responsibility for yourself, and mm-hmm. that is radical self love. Yes. And so, uh, Atlas, I I've watched you evolve. Um, I'm sure Danny Danny has had a closer look into your evolution, but. This is just the beginning, and uh, I'm just I'm rooting for you all the way, girl. Mm. We look forward to having you on again. Yes, yes, super fun. Thanks for yeah, having me. Yeah, of course. And to everybody at home, subscribe, share the episode, leave a comment, rating, and uh, we will see you guys next time. Bye.